the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Taco Tuesday. Mm, oh yeah, memo to me. We still need a Taco Tuesday sound effect. Hey, just so you, so you taco purists know. Because I got so much grief from recently making a taco. Yes, it was with ham. I got to tell you, I had a breakfast taco I made at home this morning. And I just had a fajita, homemade fajita taco uh, earlier that I made at home. So I'm keeping it real, y'all, on the tacos. Okay, so hopefully you're having a good Taco Tuesday. So much uh, big, big, big stuff to get into tonight with you guys from the bombing of a hospital in Gaza to the speaker race today, as well as continued insanity happening with the LBGTQ Trojan horse that's happening in the country. Before I go any further, I got to bring in my dude, my Padna. I didn't have any sesame broccolini in my tacos, but I'm happy to have them on my plate anytime, especially 6 to 8 p.m. right here on The Answer San Diego. It's DJ Sesame Broccolini. You got it, dude. Sesame broccolini. Mm, yummy. <laughs> Happy Taco Tuesday. Uh, I really am feeling some tacos. I had tacos last night, actually, but I, I might go back for tacos again tonight because taco t- tacos just sound good right now, especially a breakfast taco. I've never had a breakfast taco, but what you're talking about it. Joe Biden's talking about it. She's the greatest doctor since Dr. J. They tell me, I, I don't know. I, I got to get on this train. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you've had a breakfast burrito, right? Oh, I yeah, mean, sure. You know, yeah. yeah, you have to. Yeah, breakfast, breakfast quesadilla, burrito. breakfast yes. torta, but never, never yes. the burrito. Yeah. Taco. Well, yeah. Well, you take a street taco tortilla and you fill it with some scrambled eggs and in my case, scrambled eggs, bacon and some grilled onions. And there you have the breakfast taco. It's really a breakfast mini because it's in a soft taco shell, a breakfast mini burrito. OK. Um, all right. Can't pro- can't procrastinate any longer talking about food. I've got to get into the horrific events that continue to happen over in Israel. There was a bomb that hit a hospital in Gaza today. And of course, initially, uh, Israel was blamed for it and assumed that it was an Israeli attack. In fact, there are many this afternoon and evening that are continuing to assert, including Rashida Tlaib, who said, and, and I think the death toll at this point in the hospital remains to be determined. I've, I've seen upwards of 300, 400 people Here's what Rashida Tlaib had to say. Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children, patients, just like that. At POTUS, this is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate. Your war and destruction only approach, your war and destruction only approach has opened my eyes and many Palestinian Americans and Muslim Americans like me. We will remember where you stood. Okay, more on the threat in a moment. 
Um, but the first thing that comes to mind it, when I see Rashida Tlaib blaming Israel and just flat out accusing them of bombing a Baptist hospital, I have to think, hmm, what did I talk about last night with the uh, the hostage video that was released of the young gal in her 20s? I said it was propaganda. I said that they this was a way of them trying to invoke sympathy for them. Meanwhile, as uh, pretending that they care about this young girl, pretending to showing videos of them wrapping her arms when you can see the look on her face is just one of abject terror. If she was somebody that felt like she was being taken care of, she would not have the look on her face. Um, This, of course, amid reports that as Israel has avoided civilian casualties like they always do they'd asked for gaza to be evacuated 1.1 million people to be evacuated from gaza there were reports yesterday of hamas killing those trying to leave there was a viral video last week of hamas holding up babies and laughing and mocking because they were holding them up in front of them obviously as human shields and recording it and laughing about it now i don't know what happened with this bomb i will tell you that there are reports that at least 25% of Hamas rockets land in Gaza, 25%. So if 25% of rockets launched from Hamas end up landing in Gaza, doesn't it, wouldn't it at least make sense to give Israel an opportunity to, you know, uh, to, to do, do a little research? Well, of course, Israel has come out and said, absolutely not. That did not happen. Uh, Bibi tweeted out, let me pull up my man, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Here's what he had to say about it. Hold on just a moment. He said the entire world should know it was barbaric terrorists in Gaza that attacked the hospital in Gaza and not the IDF. Those who brutally murdered our children also murder their own children. Absolutely. Here's what one of his top advisors had to say on the report. We're not going to play all of it, uh, Sesame Broccolini. It's a little long, but we're going to play the the first 30 or 45 seconds, if you can play that. So the the truth is we're investigating. And as the IDF said in their statement, they're looking into exactly what information we have and what what happened. What, What we can say is the following. Number one, Israel does not target places like hospitals. They're not a target for us, and we wouldn't have deliberately hit a hospital. Number two, uh, we know that at the time of, the, uh, of this uh, tragedy, that Hamas was firing a barrage of rockets at Tel Aviv uh, uh, and the center of the country. I myself uh, went to the bomb shelter here at the, uh, because uh, we were under attack. Now, in the past, there has been a pattern of behavior that we've seen that uh, up to a third of rockets fired from Gaza fall inside the Gaza Strip because they malfunction. Now, it is possible... Once again, we don't know the facts, and that's why people should be very careful here. But it is possible uh, that this was one of those rockets that malfunctioned. I spoke to a senior IDF officer just before. Yeah, I've actually seen recent reports since he gave uh, since he spoke on media. And you can see that he's speaking cautiously. He didn't just, you know, flat out say absolutely, you know, wasn't us. He said, we're investigating. We're looking into this. And then he talked about the fact it's it's bigger number than I thought up to a third of rockets over there misfire. And, And it's a fact that Israel avoids casualties. They always have when they have defended themselves, but they absolutely have the right to defend themselves. Now I've seen recent reports since then that it has been confirmed 
that it was a Hamas rocket that misfired. Now, of course, that's not going to stop the Rashida Tlaibs or others to say that that's a lie, that the videos or whatever have been, uh, you know, tampered with, because there's no truth that you're going to get. You're not going to hear anything from any Palestinian supporters or any Hamas supporters uh, or any any of their defenders who is ever going to say anything that is not anti-Semitic and doesn't blame Israel for the attacks against them. Sesame Broccolini, do you have anything you want to add to this? Yeah, because I've been thinking about this a lot. I mean, who can't, you know, who isn't thinking about this constantly? And the thing is, Mm -hmm. there are some people, like you're saying, like Rashida Tlaib, like a lot of this anti-Israel caucus we have here in the United States and the Democrat Party, unfortunately, the truth just doesn't matter to some of these individuals. I mean, you talk about Ilhan Omar, AOC, Ayanna Presley. The truth, reality, it doesn't matter. They have their own narrative, their own preconceived notion that Israel is evil. They have their own preconceived notion about the Israeli government, about the state, about its creation. They don't care about the actual origin story. They don't care about the real reasons and concerns of the people there. This is really just a game for some of these people. This is this mm-hmm. is that's what it's about. They're playing politics at home, honestly. They're exploiting yes. this tragedy abroad in order to shore up support before the next election season. And it's sad that people do that, but that's the thing about, you'd think with all these hostage videos and pictures of children being held by Hamas, how is that not changing minds? Because many people in the Progressive Caucus, the anti-Semites, they don't care. They have their own, they don't, they have their own judgments about Israel. Nothing's going to change that, unfortunately. And that's the same thing that you see with people in the, in the actual Reich. Right. In Nazi Germany, they had their preconceived Mm -hmm. notions. Their minds were made up. They don't care about the humanity of people. They don't care about the preciousness of life itself. They have a hateful ideology, a vision of what the world is and what it should look like. And they will do anything to make that happen. Lie, cheat, steal, kill, even kill their own people. And that's what Hamas is doing. They're slaughtering their own people. So that way they can have a chance to slaughter more people in Israel. Well, yeah, because the reality is, is that I keep quoting Golda Meir, but she said, you know, we could forgive them for killing our children. We can't forgive them for making us kill theirs. And peace will happen when they love their children more than they hate us. And that hatred has not diminished in any way. They hate Jews more than they hate their, more than they love their own children, more than they love their lives. They raise their children to be suicide bombers and to hate Jews and to be willing to martyr themselves. And this is about a propaganda war. Was it a misfire? I'm not even sure it was a, quote, misfire, if not a direct attack, because listen to what uh, one of the Hamas, what Hamas said in a statement uh, after uh, the bombing of the hospital. They said, we call on the international community and the Arab and Islamic countries to assume their responsibilities and intervene immediately now to stop the arrogance of the occupation and its fascist army what is taking place is genocide we call on the international community to intervene immediately to stop this massacre silence is no longer acceptable so i think that there's a high probability that this was a direct attack that this was not a misfire that they're desperate to get iran involved desperate to get Uh, Saudi Arabia involved as well. Joe Biden is on a plane to go over there. And the, what's his name? Uh, uh, The son of the prince who was married to, I can't remember his name, um, of the King of Jordan. 
married to the lady that everybody thinks is so fabulous. You know, look, Jordan is Jordan is another uh, is another Islamic hellhole like all the rest of them are. I don't care how pretty Rania is. Okay, he has refused. He's canceled. He ain't bothering to meet with Joe Biden. Okay, that should tell you how tenuous things are over there because we've been cozy with Jordan for a really long time and we're not anymore. We're going to continue this discussion after the break. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K show on AM 1170. The answer FM 96.1. Andrea K bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. It was a Queen Noor. Now it's Queen Rania. Before her, it was uh, Queen Noor who was married to King Hussein of Jordan. And I used to think when I was growing up, I thought that Queen Noor, I thought she was just the, just the, you know, the equivalent of Princess Grace until I got my head together and started understanding what's going on over there in this part of the world. Um, but we were talking before the break at the open of the show about this hospital bombing and um, the IDF in Israel is claiming it was a misfire because that happens about 30% of the time. I think it's highly likely in anticipation of Israel coming in on the ground because we've been all in ant- anticipating the ground movement from Israel into Gaza for days now uh, that they're, they're amping things up on their end in order to shore up support militarily from around the world. I'm concerned with Joe Biden on his way over there because he's going there to talk. And I'm not, I'm not an expert in military history by any means. I saw earlier that Steve Bannon from the war room said, we have not sent a flag officer. I'm not sure which one is on his way there with, with Joe Biden, but we haven't sent a flag officer and a president of the United States in on a trip like this in the middle of a war zone since I think it was Casablanca in World War II. I'm incredibly concerned that Joe Biden is on his way over there and what he might be cooking up when he's there. We know talking about, you were talking about shoring up support, Sesame Broccolini going into, going into a primary year. Look, the the Democrats would love nothing more to have us in a full fledged continue this full fledged proxy war with Ukraine and actually get our boots on the ground and, and start up a world war in the middle East with an election year coming. They'd have the perfect excuse. It would be the wag the dog to try to get to rally the American people behind the president, if not an excuse to put off in uh, an election. Am I far-fetched in my suspicions? Uh, I was just going to go there, considering that Ukraine has done the same thing. And and it's just funny because they, they will use your patriotism and that patriotic spirit deep inside of you when it is useful for their end goals. So just watch as the rhetoric changes as we get closer and closer to real elections, as we get closer to this third GOP primary debate. Listen very closely because they will try to use the same patriotism that they used mm-hmm. after 9-11 to create a giant national security state to start spying on Americans without their consent and without their knowledge yep one of the things joe biden is on his way there to talk about is the refugees and we're going to get to that in a moment but there was a couple of things i wanted to say about the bombing in the hospital um and i'm going to try to be delicate as i say this which isn't my forte for those who know me (laughs) um you can do it you can do it war is ugly 
War is ugly. I've got Dennis Prager scheduled to come on the show. If you got, if there's something you got to go do, uh, you, you know, go go do it. But you're definitely gonna go. Please go do it. Definitely, you're gonna want to be here in the next hour because we've got Dennis Prager gonna gonna come on. To, who's got a couple amazing pieces out on Town Hall to talk about Islamo Nazism as well as the ridiculous attempts at moral equivalency. Uh, between Israel and in Palestine, but in one of his pieces, he talks about in the moral equivalence equivalency piece. He goes deep into war, and I want to mention it a little bit now because it, it's what I had been thinking and feeling. Um, the the war is a last resort when you're forced to go to war. You have to go to war, and that means you have to be willing to kill civilians. Was it not worth killing civilians in Hiroshima and Nagasaki? How many lives were saved because we dropped, and that was a Democrat president that did it. Did it. I have no idea how many elderly women, children were killed in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It had to happen. How many Americans did we lose in World War II in order to stop Nazism? Right? You know, that's the purpose. Well, that's that's not the purpose of war, I guess. Well, the purpose of war is to defeat the bad guys because they're wanting to kill you. Right. We've gone we've gone so soft. I I don't know how we got so soft. I guess it was 20 years of Afghanistan wars where we didn't really have to see it. And the only people really suffering from it were those with family members over there. Right. Same thing with the Iraq war. I mean, 20 something years, we got nothing out of it. Um, but we, be, the American people began, be, became normalized to it and also got normalized to a type of war that was politically correct to where Mad Dog Mattis never earned his nickname Mad Dog because he had our military over in Afghanistan with rules of engagement that left them with practically both hands tied behind their backs and sitting ducks while the terrorist you know, just had their way with us. That's not really war. You got to go in, you got to have a mission. And the mission is we are here uh, because these people are trying to destroy us. And so we're going to destroy them and we're going to do it hard and heavy and take out as many as, as we have to. And if civilians are in the way, then we got to do what we got to do. And then we get out. That's really what war is supposed to be. It's not really sending a bunch of people over to Afghanistan to build schools and roads right? And hand out candy to children in hopes they're going to love us while they're picking off our service people. That's not war. What we're seeing in Israel right now is war. And that's going to mean that there's some civilians that are going to die. And if they didn't want those civilians to die, who's responsible for those civilians dying? The Palestinians, Hamas. That's the reality. So if that was a bomb from Israel, I'm okay with it. Because I know one of the things that that a lot of people have gotten wrong in this discussion is this is not just about hatred for Jews. This is about hatred for Western civilization. Hamas is trying to take them out because they're next door. But make no mistake about it. We are the big Satan. They're the little Satan. Thoughts, Sesame Broccolini? Look, obviously, my heart breaks for anyone who has nothing to do with these giant political dynamics who gets caught in the crossfire. I mean, there are there are civilian yeah, casualties. And, and, and look, it does happen. And that's unfortunate. Um, and it, it, my heart really does break. And that's all the more reason why we need to go in, 
carefully calculated learn from our mistakes because afghanistan 20 years all that did was put more money into the pockets of giant defense contractors that make missiles but mm-hmm. we we really did not get a lot done on the ground and we certainly didn't and we certainly did not combat the ideology that is motivating groups like hamas hezbollah so i think that's the big problem is the west needs to find a way to sort of counteract that ideology because we can go in their boots on the ground but that is what motivates generations and generations one after another to fight to take up jihad is the ideology the moral framework we need to talk about radical islam and we need to talk about how to counteract it because that's the real counter-terror mission is Finding a way to, to I mean, because obviously we can just fight wars endlessly overall, but I want a more peaceful, more stable Middle East. And the way to get there is through hearts and minds. We need to get people to put down their arms and stop going into Islamic Jihad. We need to cut this thing off at the knees, which means re- I don't know what it, what it means in terms of how that change needs to come about. But that's the big question. That's what we need to do, in my well, opinion, I- is... is because that, that ideology is what keeps motivating new groups like the Taliban 2.0 to take up arms for the first time. Well, I, I feel like there's there's. Am I wrong here? I mean, there is an ideology um, part of this, and we've been talking well, the, about well, that. It's 100 ideology. It's, it's boots on the ground, ideology. but it's also ideology. It's containment well, on it's the both. ground. Yeah, it's, it's it is both. both. And one of the things that we've got to do is protect America first. We've got a border that FBI uh, FBI Director Ray. FBI Director Ray coming out yesterday. Uh, y- y'all got to look. Y'all got to look around, you know, and you know, look look around, you know. Americans, you're the first line of defense, dude. Why don't you look down at the border? This this government is not just in, inviting in every Tom, Dick, and Harry from south of the border. They're coming from around the world, including hundreds, six sixty thousand or so, approximately special interest aliens. Hundreds now from the terror watch list, including a couple instances of Iranian apprehensions this week. A couple of Lebanese nationals, and they are not coming here to, like I said the other day, to pick strawberries. So the first thing that we have to do is stop the terrorists from coming here. Then we got to deport the ones that are here and to find to here today. One of the things Joe Biden is going over there to talk about is the refugees. Why? We got no business bringing any Palestinian here to this country. Quite frankly, our FBI needs to stop trying to round up people's parents that have spoken at school board meetings and start rounding up all these chanting in the streets intifada, which is a call to kill Jews. We've got people carrying Taliban flags swastikas we've got students in in madison saying glory to the martyrs if we had an intelligence community that wasn't targeting maga if we had an fbi that wasn't targeting maga they might be going after these terrorist sympathizers because i don't know how many of these people in the streets are here from hamas are here from hezbollah al-qaeda and all the other 50 named uh, different fraternities from the Islamic Jihad. we got to round them up and we've got to deport them. And to hear Nikki Haley, did you hear that Nikki Haley gave an interview oh, and yeah. was spewing some kind of nonsense along the lines of, well, you know, in America, you know, we delineate between, you know, the terrorists and the Palestinians. Let me tell you, I saw too much footage of the Palestinians cheering 9-11. The pal- these Palestinians, I don't see any difference. The children are different. But the adults, Palestinians, how am I supposed to know the difference? No, not one of them needs to come here. 
Am I wrong? Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this battle for the speaker gavel. Don't go away. Andrea K. telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before we get into the speaker debate, uh, situation that we've got the battle for the speaker gavel Uh, i want to continue for a few minutes talking about this refugee situation because we can't uh, we can't brush over this we've got nikki haley after that second debate um and of course by the way let me preface this by saying by saying that i know that trump is so far in the lead that absolutely it's his primary his nomination to win um it's his to lose in other words however He is facing, he's under a gag order right now, 91 indictments, 700 years, anything could happen. And the left would love nothing more than for him to take a bullet and go bye-bye, which is one of the reasons why there's still so many Republicans still trying to fight uh, to get the nomination because they're basically hoping that that's going to happen. And and Nikki Haley actually uh, beat DeSantis in the last debate and actually did some significant fundraising. So she's getting a lot of media attention these days. DeSantis still trying to, to still trying to get his footing and, and get his cleats in the in the, the ground here um, ripped Nikki Haley. DeSantis was one of the first people to say, hey, we don't need to be bringing any of these people here from from Gaza. OK, we don't need to be bringing any of these Palestinians here. Uh, meanwhile, I will say that while, you know, hat tip to him, credit for him for saying that he's got some rallies going on in Florida to where he needs to be down there paying attention and going, who are these people and why are these terrorist sympathizers marching up and down the streets in Florida, waving Taliban flags? Okay. But he has ripped quote, politically correct Haley. Um, and, um, stating that he refuses to import in quote, refuses to import Gazan refugees that are taught to hate Jews, um, what she said, um, um, I can't find the quote from her. We already talked. I, I wanted to specifically quote her um, and what she said here. She actually said, I think she did like three different interviews on it and like, you know, and kept kept putting her foot in her mouth each time. Uh, she says, I deal with this at the night and dealt with this in the United Nations. You're going to hear all these Arab countries vilify Israel You're going to hear all of them say, how do you dare not to do more for the Palestinian people? And you know what? We should care about the Palestinian citizens, especially the innocent ones, because they didn't ask for this. Um, She goes on to say, where are the Arab countries? Where are they? Where is Qatar? Where is Lebanon? Where is Jordan? Uh, You know, well, you supposedly dealt with this at the United Nations. Why are you even uh, those are clearly rhetorical questions, right? I mean, how, what a, what a mo, what a moron. Let me remind you guys, none of this should have ever come out of her mouth. The unequivocal answer is, you know, I, I think Jake, Jake Tapper is the one that asked the question. Um, and, and I don't see the question here. It was um, Jake Tapper. It was, it was Jake Tapper. I don't, I don't have the exact question in front of me, but the answer is no. The answer is yes, they're innocent palestinians over there but we don't have the ability to know who who they are and we can't be bringing anybody here from that terror infested community we can't afford it 
We can't afford it from a national security standpoint. We can't afford it economically. We've already got a southern border where the Biden administration has brought 60,000 special interest aliens across into this country. It only took 19 hijackers to take us down. This is not, we, we can't afford it. No, end of discussion. I'm having flashbacks to Paul Ryan and George W. Bush. One of the first things George W. Bush, after the Muslims killed us on 9-11, was to start bringing their refugees here. How do you think we got Ilhan Omar? How do you think we got the Pulse nightclub shooter? How do you think we got the kid who drove over my niece's campus at Ohio State University picking people off of this car? Or what about the terrorist who drove up and down the uh, walkway in New York City mowing people down? No. The answer is no. The answer is, hey, you'll know. Nikki Haley, and let me remind everybody before I move on, unless Sesame wants to add to this. I have been cautioning about Nikki Haley. She should have never been given a position at the UN. She should have been never given any high profile because she was the one that launched. She was the one that launched, was behind the statue removals in this country. She was behind all that after the, after the shooting in a church. She's the one that started so much of the a movement in this country. She fed the Black Lives Matter movement. She fed the movement to destroy uh, the foundation of our nation uh, because, you know, it start, she, she fed it by starting with the Confederate flag and then Walmart's not selling Confederate flags. Dukes of Hazard isn't on the TV anymore. Then we've got st- statues coming down. And I said then, this is about piercing the foundation of our country. The next thing they're going to do is go after Jeff- Jefferson, Lincoln, and beyond. She started that movement. She has no business anywhere near the White House. Anything you want to add, Sesame? Look, first first principle in government here, you have to take care of your own people. This is an extreme situation. Close the border. Start vetting people who are in this country. There's a deli owner in New York City who, who did a story today, an exclusive, because somebody painted a swastika on his, on his front door after he expressed support for Israel online. I'm I'm waiting here for the next attack. Like I I'd like to see some kind yeah. of a martial law or quarantine something. Re- this actually warrants some kind of extreme. You know, not, not extreme, but we need to meet this moment and we need to prepare for any sort of attacks. And you know, I'm thankful nothing huge happened to us on the day of jihad. But that was really just a call to jihad generally. Yeah. There's no time yes. limit. I mean, that that no. could happen at any moment in any place in any major city: Chicago, L.A., New York. So I, I I'm I'm hoping and praying every single day that something doesn't like that something doesn't happen and if i was the government president martial law congress military deploy the national guard shut the border start vetting people who are here immediately expedite their quarter point like right. all the processes that normally take all the red tape cut it in half slash it expedite everything this is a, a security crisis what we're going it, through national, right now. national security crisis yes. and we've got why hasn't the republican party it be one of the reasons why One of the reasons why McCarthy had to go was because he was failing to fulfill his obligations, not just on the border. I mean, not just on the budget situation, refusing to do individual appropriation bills so that we were jacked up and had to go along with continuing resolutions and omnibus bills, but because he was refusing to provide proper oversight and he was refusing to do things like holding people accountable like Mayorkas with the open border. He didn't want to impeach Mayorkas. He wouldn't remove or impeach Christopher Ray from the from the head of the FBI, who's who's targeting or um, Merrick Garland at, at the uh, as attorney general, who are weaponizing the government while we've got terrorists pouring in here, plotting against us. They're plotting 
we've got we've got terrorists coming in this country plotting against us and we've got our own government plotting against us and we've got a Republican Party doing nothing to hold any of them accountable and to stop it. And that's one of the reasons why the speaker battle is happening. That's one of the reasons why what happened today was just to get catch you guys up is that uh, Elise Stefanik, Steve Scalise would not introduce Jim Jordan as a nominee. Shame on my fellow LSU Tiger Steve Scalise for that. He should have done it. He didn't win the vote. And instead of there's so much immature, narcissistic, sociopathic crap going on in the Republican Party. I'm embarrassed that Steve Scalise went to LSU, that he refused to introduce uh, Jim Jordan as the nominee and call it for a vote today. It fell on New Yorker Representative Stefanik. He was brought to a vote and 20 Republicans refused to vote for him. 20 Republicans. Shame on them. And you want to know why? I've got some more details we can get into in the next segment. But the bottom line is we've got about eight in the House that actually support America first policies and principles. And the rest of them hate Jim Jordan and they hate the other eight of them because they're not on board with the same old uh, status quo uniparty establishment system, which includes funding the military industrial complex. Stay tuned. We're going to continue to share more with you about the speaker battle. We come back. AK dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. What a bunch of clowns in the circus in the Republican Party. They have just literally made a mockery of the process um, in terms of the speaker situation. Um, hat tip to Elise Stefanik, who rose to the occasion. Um, she's super, super smart. I loved a lot of her work on the uh, Ukrainian impeachment Steve Scalise wouldn't uh, wouldn't introduce Jim Jordan as nominee and call the vote, but Elise Stefanik did. I can't play all five minutes of her speech today, but I want to play at least a little bit for you. Uh, Sesame Broccolini, if you can pull that up. Mr. Speaker Pro Temp, Madam Clerk, colleagues, on behalf of the House Republican Conference, I rise today to nominate the gentleman from Ohio, Jim Jordan, as Speaker of the People's House. We are at a time of great crisis across America, a time of historic challenges in this very chamber, and a time when heinous acts of terror and evil have been committed against our great ally, Israel. As this body convenes for the sacred responsibility to elect the next Speaker of the People's House, I am reminded of the Book of Esther. For such a time is this. Jim yes. Jordan will be America's Speaker for such a time as this. Let's end a that there. I think that's absolutely right on. I encourage you guys to go and watch the full speech. Um, and the time we have remaining in this hour, uh, he did not secure all the votes. There were 20 Republicans that refused to vote for him. You can read the names. I'm not going to bother to read all of them. Uh, I, I'm going to call out a couple names, one of which should come as no surprise. 
she's considered, you can see her at times on Steve Bannon's War Room. She wanted to, um, she recently in the past couple of years, uh, past couple of weeks has, has called for a committee to investigate a special committee to investigate the debt and, and how to bring the debt down. She sounds like she's very much a fiscal hawk. It's, it's Victoria Sparts. And she's actually Ukrainian. Now, why would this woman, she, she took, she ripped Merrick Garland. She tore his hiney apart, man, in the hearings that had to do with the Department of Justice and targeting Americans. Talking about communism and what she knew about communism. So why would she not support Jim Jordan? You want to know why? I can tell you without even hearing a word out of her mouth. She supports funding for Ukraine. And Jim Jordan has said, not another dollar for Ukraine. It's important that we know who's representing this country. She she represents she pretends that she's this farmer and she understands small business. And she is she is, you know, a, a legal immigrant in this country who is about as MAGA as MAGA gets. And the reality is she is not any different than the rest of them. She's got her own personal interest and agenda and involves her people back in Ukraine. Now, the rest of them are, you know, Buck, like Buck. I want you to hear from Buck. I want you to hear the insanity of what's going on with the Republican Party. Here's what uh, Sesame Broccoli, we've actually got a clip of Representative Buck on saying why he didn't vote for Jim Jordan today. He did not vote for Congressman Jim Jordan, instead voting for Tom Emmer. Well, I guess my first question is, do you really want Tom Emmer to be speaker? No, I don't. I don't like Tom Emmer. I figured this would be the worst job in America. Mike Rowe would not want to do this for his TV show. This is a terrible job. Okay, so just to underscore that, you voted for somebody because you don't like them. I I voted for somebody because I wasn't going to vote for Jim Jordan. Sesame, can you help me to understand? I mean, this is this is what we've got representing. Can we not do any better Why is, than this? Who who put this guy into office? Honestly, like this is so <laughs> petty and so small and narrow minded. And it's like, would you take your personal little beefs and squabbles out of politics and stop? Because every single day we don't have an America first person up there at the House helm fighting for the American people. We have the border situations only getting worse. Inflation's only going up. Time is of the essence. It's like you're just going to waste our time because what? You want to... Is this theater to you or some some game to you? I think that's probably what it is. Or maybe he's just trying to ride some coattails and uh, make himself into a celebrity. I don't know. But honestly, the people of of Colorado, I think, why? Why? And and all of America, because one of the things is, is that they may represent a district, but they get to vote on stuff that affects all of us. And we should all be on the phone with them and their offices tomorrow saying enough is enough. You stop these games. Now, Mike Rogers had has flipped and reportedly the reason why he's flipped is because Alabama was threatening that the Republican, the RNC in Alabama was out of Alabama. The Republicans were threatening to to primary him. I don't know, you know, and there was also, he tweeted out that he had some closed door meetings with Jim, with Jim Jordan about it. I'm sick of these closed door meetings. I'm sick of this privacy crap. I'm glad that we have the names of those that voted no. I'm glad that Stefani brought it to a vote today. When Jordan fell 20 and, and didn't get the 20 votes, uh, instead of calling for another vote today, he decided to wait and have a vote tomorrow to try to rally uh, more votes in his favor. And he's not going away. He's not going to drop out like Scalise did. Here's some other um, behind the scenes information 
um, GOP rep Doug LaMalfa from California here um, voted for McCarthy today on the first ballot, but he told reporters he'll vote for Jim Jordan on the second ballot. Why? Because you just got to prove to your buddy McCarthy that, you know, he's still your boy. Talk about, wait, you know, we, we've got how many days left in the continuing resolution? We've got a war going on around the world and terrorists pouring across the border. And these are the kind of games these people are playing with our lives. Stefanik is right. You know, these are perilous times that we're in. And we need a fighter. We need somebody who's willing to say, no, we ain't getting another dime to Ukraine. Bloomberg, by the way, reported that they kind of broke some news that the Biden administration was planning to go to ask for additional money to the tune of $150 billion for Ukraine and for Israel. Sorry, Victoria Sparts, not another dime to Ukraine. And I want to know before we give any money more to Israel where the money's going to go. Because I'm sick and and I don't want any more money going to Palestine. We are funding in a pay for slay scheme. We're paying terrorists over there. Money comes from us in the form of, quote, humanitarian aid to try to rehabilitate terrorists. And if they get if they get arrested and thrown in Israel jail, they get compensated fifty two thousand dollars to go to college and da, da 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 if they promise to do better. This is the level of insanity we've got going on with the U.S. government. We've got to get an America first. And and quite frankly, at this point, my message to Jim Jordan is you hang in there, dude. You keep those sleeves rolled up. You're not even as conservative as I want as I want somebody to be. But you're the closest we got right now. You keep you keep your sleeves rolled up and you dig your heels in. You dig your heels in. Um. Look, I mean, he I may not be as conservative. I, I think I'm to the right of Jim Jordan, but he's a fighter. Yeah. He, he's, he's a straight talker. He's a fighter. He's going to stand up for people, and he's going to press the Bidens when it comes to things like impeachment. He's, he's not playing yeah. around, and that's what I'm tired of. I'm tired of watching Republicans say, oh, well, now that we're in power, I don't know how to use it or how to wield it. No, let's, let's, let's go after the DOJ budget. Let's get some resources down to the border. Let's stop the blank checks to any foreign nation. Let's get back to the basics. This is not rocket science. They're not curing cancer up on Capitol Hill. This is basics econ and poli sci 101 government 101 that's all i'm looking for honestly yeah yeah i'm 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 looking for yeah civics like eighth grade level civics do your job you were sent there to represent us nothing mccarthy was doing was representing us quite frankly nothing that the republican party in general has done recently is representing Mm -hmm. us we didn't need an impeachment inquiry there's evidence of crimes do, an, do, do a full articles of impeachment. Yep. Impeach Mayorkas. Use the, your power at, that you have the subpoena power in the majority for oversight and use your power of the purse to effect change. Don't give another dime. Don't give another dime to the FBI to special counsel. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show, including special guest Dennis Prager. Y'all don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.